Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago though that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online colour pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs. All whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. I follow my next guest on Instagram and was really, really intrigued with the subject that she draws. Basically, it's it's chickens. And and I absolutely love what she does. I've been following her for a while and I contacted her and I said, can we have a chat? And do you know what? It was so lovely. I've never met her before. I've never spoken to her before. And we had the most lovely chat about horses and childhood and chickens and bringing up children and all of that kind of stuff. And it was really, really lovely. So I'm, I'm delighted to introduce my next guest, Rebecca Marshall. Hello. You all right? I'm fine, thank you. Finally. I'm like, I'm going to restart my Mac. You're having to put Zoom on. And then as soon as you popped up, I, for some reason, closed the meeting and then started it again. I'm so sorry. It's all right. These things happen. <laughs> I couldn't believe it because I haven't used Zoom for ages. And um. Yeah, and I got on there and it said this this isn't this is out of date now, you have to reinstall it all. So <laughs> oh, these things are sent to try, aren't they? Oh, <laughs> well, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, and you. It's really strange. It's like because I listen to your podcast every week and obviously followed you for a long time. So it just seems really funny to have a chat. <laughs> Oh, good good <laughs> uh well i i have to apologize for how i look so i've been swimming this morning i'm, I'm trying to, oh, nice. to go swimming regularly mm. it, i find it is just once i've gone i'm just like oh nothing can yeah. touch me it's just brilliant so i've been swimming then i've been out photographing a dog nice um so i've just met someone in a park we just tried to get in with with the rain and everything and we managed to get some nice photos so that was good and then but it's, I spent about half an hour trying to find my walking shoe because the puppy had hidden it, well, eaten it. Oh, no. So yeah. then I put it on and the back of it's all been <laughs> chewed. <laughs> just, oh, God, honestly, my life is just one big, you know. It's animals, though, isn't it? Children oh, and animals. They just God, I know. So I absolutely love your your Instagram and what you do because you, are, you have really – you just kind of draw one subject, don't you? Well, you paint one subject or you deal with one yeah, kind. At the moment, yeah, at the moment I do. It sort of started, I think, I think just before um, lockdown, I think it was the summer before we went into lockdown that um, I drew some chickens and because we, we've got chickens at home. Hmm. Um, so I drew some and, and everyone seemed to go nuts for them. So then I just carried on drawing them and it just sort of went like that. But, you know, before that, I'd just been doing coloured pencil animal portraits. But the reason I switched over to doing sort of the digital style, because it's mainly digital watercolour type work, is because it's just so much, it was so much easier at the time to manage around the kids. Right. So, yeah, because it was taking a week sort of to do sort of a portrait and doing it. And it's so, you know what it's like when you've only got sort of an hour to work, it can be quite disheartening Mm. with coloured pencil because you kind of, you kind of look back and you think I've done nothing over yeah. three days or something whereas you know with the digital work it's so so much quicker mm. so your are your children all school age they are seven and well he's almost three so he's at, he's at preschool now so he's been at preschool for about six months but obviously yeah. during lockdown they were they were you well, yeah full-time home yeah yeah, yeah full-time home so 
and I have done a few colored pencil pieces since while I've been doing all the digital work but it's been very much sort of the odd one here and there from people that have known me from work I've done before from them for them who've then come back and said can you do this yeah so yeah yeah rather than advertising so so then since I guess since just before lockdown when you started to do the digital stuff you've then built up your Etsy shop and your all of your the stuff that you sell in there which is doing really well yeah it's it's done it has do you know what it's it's been a really interesting experiment for want of a sort of a better word because when I was doing all the portrait work I you know I was in I loved that I loved I love the colour pencil portraits, but I was finding it a bit limiting in terms of, you know, because you're you're doing the work, but you're you're working to someone else's brief, aren't you? Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. And especially if you don't have time to explore and to do your own work, then it can feel quite restrictive. And I'm someone who's got lots of ideas in my head. I like still I've got ideas in my head for colour pencil pieces that I want to do, but I've just never had time to do them. Mm-hmm. And then that can be quite, that can feel, that can get you down a bit after time, after some time, even though I love doing the, you know, the the pet portraits. But so then um, I was thinking, well, I'd really like to, you know, experiment a bit more with my artwork. And so the digital work sort of allowed me to do that because it was such a quicker medium. And that meant I had time to explore and make, go down sort of the product route rather than just the portraits. But the downside of that is that um, I spend so much time packing things now. so. It's sort of like, you know, I can easily spend all the time I have in the week packing orders um, and not actually doing any artwork. So mm-hmm. it's sort of flipped. But have you thought about delegating the packaging, getting somebody in to do it for you? I have. I have thought about that. And especially uh, last year, because this year I purposely, I didn't order a lot of stock in for Christmas this year, which I would have normally done. Last year was crazy. You know, I was packing all day and then packing all night and it was just... It was wonderful, you know, but it was also really stressful. And, you know, last bit, year I was thinking, if I push, do I want to push this more? And if I do push it more, I am looking at, you know, I need to have an office in the garden. I need to have help, um, all that sort of thing. But then, so that was great. But it's actually come back to what I'm thinking about now is I really want to go back to more of the commission work, but allowing myself space to create my own work as well. Right. Because I don't want to pack orders all day. No. And I don't want to do the trade shows. And mm. actually, it's lovely having wholesale customers. And I do enjoy sell, selling work in shops. But again, I've, I've kept that to a really tiny group of shops that I now sell to that are lovely. But I don't want to be packing wholesale orders constantly because that's that's just another huge amount of time. Just, you know, greetings cards, putting them in those envelopes. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah. <laughs> It's hours and hours and hours of just putting things in envelopes. I did do prints for a while. And I did do prints where I would have them printed and sent here. And then I would ship them out. I really am very averse to packaging in any shape or form. I absolutely can't bear it. And and I'm very much a person of, of, I know what I like doing and I know what I don't like doing. Um, So I stopped doing the print side of stuff. And even when I sent, I did like a um, a tutorial kit box a couple of years ago. I think it was 20, 2019, I think. Is it 2019, 2020? Yeah, and yeah. I had to package those. It nearly killed me. <laughs> oh. I, honestly, it was just like this. I can think of so much better things to be doing with my time. And that's yeah. actually one of the things that I've really learned from building, because I've obviously built my business up. And I've learned that actually, a, a really, really good thing to do is to put a put a value on your time. Yeah. And then say, well, how much does it cost me? You know, am I, am I really, is it really worth packaging for an hour when yeah. it, my time is worth 300 quid an hour, 400? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it starts to really kind of go, oh, hang on a second, no. And that's when, for me, that's when it's a really, really good time to go, well, I'm going to get somebody part-time then or somebody who's just going to come and help me do the packaging so that I can then go and do the stuff that actually earns all of the money. Yeah. Um, you know, and that that's kind of how my mind works like that anyway. I'll delegate everything. Yeah. Um, apart from yeah. my <laughs> I love yeah. my job. Yeah. I just wanted to do that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So if if it's that that's stopping you from from growing and doing more, I'd definitely say look into somebody helping you or get like a yeah. distraction or something to do it. Yeah. I did look at um I did look at getting like a a center to do it somewhere, you know, another place somewhere to do it. But the the issue I had was that the I couldn't find anywhere that would do have all the products in the same place. Right. So if someone put an order on the, through the shop, so it would be sort of tea towels coming from one place and, and other things coming from another place. And then, you know, that would be that would be quite restrictive and a pain right. in the bum in terms of, um, you know, postage Definitely. and packaging. Yeah. Um, I did look into it. And actually, there was a local company um, that's owned by a friend of mine um, and they offered to do it for me. But we we looked into the logistics of it all and I just couldn't we couldn't make it straightforward because they they could do a lot of things but they couldn't do the art prints and people generally order art prints for me at the yeah. same time and then we're like do you do your own printing yeah wow. yeah yeah so I do my own prints um at home at the moment because it's more of an illustration style they kind of I use a photo printer goes out on really nice paper it gets packaged I've got all the packaging at home but if I was doing fine art prints I wouldn't do that so mm. it's it's I, I'd say the past few years have been I've been doing this for about properly for about oh, since I had my daughter so seven years and I've sort of tried out quite a few different things just to see what would fit and it's it's sort of been a massive learning curve and I feel yeah. like I'm sort of settling down with what would actually work now which is I think going to go I'll be going back to commission work but with leaving space for my own experiments and I do want to sell wholesale a little bit yeah. and I do want to sell prints, but not, but I'd probably, you know, have, because you can get these companies, can't you, that'll, that'll print the prints for you and send them out. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're only doing fine art prints, yeah. I think that's a great way to do it. So maybe that route, yeah. <laughs> I think, because I don't, I, I just, yeah, like, I just don't want to pack all the time. It's not consistent enough to, I don't think it's consistent enough to hire someone properly to do it. Mm. I think it's very up and down, especially, you know, at the moment. Who knows yeah. how the next year is going to go, but yeah. yeah, it is. It's um, it's and I guess if you're going to do the wholesale stuff, at least you know that somebody's going to order this amount, so they're going to order yeah. all. Yeah, get them yeah. ready, send them all together, and off they go. And you know, which yeah. But and I guess they go to to the like like farm shops and stuff like that. And yeah, they go to they go to farm shops, and there's quite a lot of little farm shops, but there's also Dalesford in the Cotswolds. They stock my cards and gift wrap, which is which is really nice. So that's good. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of lovely farm shops near me that I'd like to approach. I just haven't had the chance to do it yet. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. But, but then at the same time, I don't want to get stuck with just packaging wholesale orders either. Trying to make the sort of trying to make the art art as a business work is very sort of you have no. to work things out and then yeah it really it really is do have you do you ever use sort of like um a business coach or something like that to to put your ideas but i do you know i found that was one of the best things i ever did mm. i've thought about it a lot because it just it almost makes you think a little bit more clearly i know when i first started thinking about we're obviously very different because I my my income comes from my majority from my teaching yeah um, and when I started to think about the the academy membership and everything I had a really clear idea in my head about what I wanted it to look like and how I wanted it to work and ultimately I was going to build it all myself I was, yeah I was just going to go right this is what I'm going to do I was going to get somebody to kind of help me with the back end of it and what I ended up doing kind of not by mistake but by chance was working with a almost like a membership specialist yeah um, but she was also like a business coachy type person and we just started right from the beginning again which was quite scary because I hadn't thought that I was going to go down that route I'd got yeah. it in my head I was like this is what I'm doing and then she was like yeah. no we're just going to pull the whole thing apart and we're just going to go through it again and see exactly how you're going to do it. And it's turned out very different to how I anticipated it, but it's been, um, you know, incredibly successful. And yeah. I don't think it would be like it is if I hadn't have gone down that, you know, having somebody else, almost like a different, a different take on things, you know what I mean? And then they can ask you questions. And when you're in that kind of two way 
conversation where somebody's asking you a question and you're actually having to think about it because I don't know whether you're like me we just tend to I just tend to have stuff going on in my head just round and round in my head constantly this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we could do this so we could do and then yeah. I have a really great idea and then it's gone and I've completely forgotten what the idea was <laughs> yeah 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 and there's just so many I just I, I always well I talk to my husband a lot about it all and there's just so many ways you could move things and it's just trying to figure out what's the best and not only what's the best for business but what's the best for your life right now as well yes absolutely Absolutely. especially if you've got family and children and um, animals and stuff like that as well do you live on a on a farm then if you've got chickens or you just got a no we live in a village at the bottom of Pontoc Hills Somerset and we are sort of the just outside the village which is really nice because we were sort of surrounded by fields which is lovely and uh we've got a large ish garden um big veg patch area and uh yeah 13 chickens one very noisy dog who you might hear at some point yeah and a big pony shaped hole where it needs to something needs to go in there <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> yeah need to get a pony at some point again but yeah Oh gosh, have you have you have, have horses been sort of part of your life for quite a long time? Then yeah, yeah, always, always. Uh, well, I started riding when I was six, and then because that's when my parents thought it would be safe enough to learn. So you know, badgering for years before that, and then finally started riding at six, and then rode all throughout you know childhood and in my teens. Didn't ever have my own pony. We we moved around a lot. My dad was in the army, but rode. Lots of other people's very naughty ponies. Yeah, when I was 27, I think, I bought my first horse. And then, yeah, and then had horses up until I had my second child. And then, yeah, I took a bit of a break. Uh, the horse I had at the time, he was on loan with you to buy. Um, and he just kept going lame. He had loads of problems. And then we did, you know, had everything done. And he had uh, arthritis, like, everywhere. Mm. So sad. He was amazing. Such a lovely horse. Like, perfect in every way but who just constantly went lame and he was only 10 and he was very green. So it was just, yeah, such a big shame. So he went back to his owner and he's still with his owner now and living very happily. So we just sort of decided that that was a good time to have a little break. And then, um, yeah, but very keen to get another one. Yeah. See, I, I was very similar. I started riding probably properly riding at six. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, we were lucky enough to live probably about 10 minutes away from the Yorkshire Riding Centre with the Bartles. So yep. I learned I learned to ride with um gosh, it was a great guy called Les. It was absolutely brilliant, you know, and you just had like pens of ponies stables. <laughs> they just had the ponies yeah. in pens. They didn't have them in separate separate stables. But um it was brilliant. And I rode, yeah, right up until when did I I sold mine in 2016. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it just gets to a point, doesn't it? I mean, I I would I would love horses again. I really would. But it gets to a point where it's just like, oh, my goodness, you know, getting up, getting ha- having a life and running a family and having a job. And then also before all of that happens, <laughs> you've got the horses to sort out. And after all of that happens, you've got the horses to sort out. And it is, you know, yeah. during the summer, it's lovely. But in the winter, it is hard work. It is, yeah, it is. It's they're not. It's they're not easy. My husband, I think my husband's quite sort of. Well, he's been hoping that we'd kind of they just <laughs> disappear. The idea of the horse would just disappear. <laughs> um, whenever I say right, we, I've seen this horse. He goes very quiet. <laughs> but, for some um, reason, do you know? For some reason, I keep on getting horse quest um, adverts up on my Facebook. Maybe really? it's, maybe it's a sign. I saw the most beautiful. Chocolate done Clydesdale cross. Oh, nice! Oh my goodness! What I mean, it was like a. I, I think it was going. I don't know how much it was going for, but it was what a beautiful horse. That's my kind of you know something a bit sort of shaggy. Yeah. I had horses in the past, and um, big one. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. I was. I was. I did dressage and I did a bit of show jumping. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, and now my kind of I'm thinking I oh, quite like a fat old pony just to plod around the yeah. roads on yeah I've got I actually I still own a horse I've got a um I've got a shy across cob who's out who's been out on loan for seven and a half years now 
because when I got pregnant, my um, my husband, I had two horses and my husband said, one's got to go because we can't, you're going to stop work and we can't have two horses. Mm-hmm. So he went out on loan then and he's just, he's not far away. He's about an hour away with a lovely chap and he's very well looked after and loved and he's got a really nice life. And so he's not coming back, <laughs> but he is technically still, still, yeah. you know, checking on him, but yeah, he's not coming back, but he's amazing. Such a lot. That sounds like the kind of horse you want. He's yeah, yeah. Yes. lovely. Yeah. Something yeah. that something that won't spook at everything. <laughs> oh no. But yeah. He's just he's almost asleep constantly. He's just the oh. most chilled out, lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like nice. So nice. Yeah. I really like native ponies. They're my thing. Um, yes, yes. Well, I'm very close to I don't know whether you follow Laura. Laura Pennell, she's another artist. She uses pastel. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah so they live in Richmond which is just up from me and um they they breed Dales ponies oh nice yeah they're Dales ponies they're the Nipna Nipna Dales they're always at horse mm-hmm. and everything beautiful ponies but they've also got a couple of Clydesdales as well which are which are so she keeps on I've been up once and she keeps on inviting me up to go and um, take photos and everything because they they have foals and visiting mares and they have the most beautiful beautiful place where they have them parkland and everything so I need to go visit her again I think it's only up the road gorgeous yeah yeah oh I do love a pony it's the smell of them isn't it that's what I miss the most yeah 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 the manes and the smell and yeah I just I used to it's not so much the riding it's the it's the just looking after them and the because even when I had you know I had my daughter and I used to have to take her with me all the time to the yard and I could never ride with her there but we could feed the horses and we could put hay in for them and then just sit and eat a sandwich and watch them eat their hay and just have a, you know, it's just, it's so relaxing. Yeah, it is. It is. And that, I think that's, it's, a, it's quite mindful, isn't it? When you're around horses, they're such, um, yeah. I don't know. They, they say, don't you, that the, the, they say that the horse is a window or a mirror. Yeah. So a lot of your emotions will be kind of mirrored with the horse. I did some coaching around, uh, horses as well sort of riders and things and helping them to kind of be at, be at one with their horses which was quite interesting but yeah I do I do miss my I do miss my horses luckily I get to draw them quite a lot so that's good yes it does help drawing horses I think it does help when you're missing them yes. <laughs> it really does yeah I was to say I do think that there's something about something I've thought about it for quite a long time is that um you know you were saying about the mindfulness you know when you're riding there's as long as you you know you, yes you can when you're hacking you're sort of daydreaming off into whatever sometimes but there is something very mindful about riding especially if you're riding in an arena as well when you're really thinking about all of the you know the length let the strides the horse is taking and the you know the aids you're giving the horse and the communication between the horse and rider there's something so mindful about that and you're so in the moment mm-hmm. that it's just so relaxing as well as being exciting there's something about it that's just it's lovely and it's the same I think when you're you know with colour pencil when you're doing when you're drawing you get when you get really into that zone of just really concentrating on all those layers and all the details it's the same thing that I get that I remember getting with horse riding yeah it's the same it's like being in the zone it's that sort of it's that flow isn't it yeah and I think it's so good for your mental health yeah. I think it's so good and that's something I don't get with the digital work because the digital work is so much quicker right but I often feel it's very much sort of like a it's almost the same as you know the sort of the scrolling online that sort of like quick it's like a quick hit of something you know dopamine that kind of like oh, I've done that bit it's done yeah and it's not the same it's not the same mindfulness and the same relaxation you get into when you're doing color pencil it's a very different thing well, that's yeah. something I've, I've I've often thought about that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's very, very much a part of why I think why I love colour pencil so much anyway. Yeah. There's that whole mindfulness uh, thing. And I and I also think I, I bring a lot of like the confidence and mindset and all of that kind of stuff into my teaching. And that's what I really I think colour pencil is brilliant for anybody struggling with mental health issues because mm-hmm. it really does. It's the it's the concentration the move in your hand and the not having the capacity to be able to think outside of what you're doing because it's yeah. all, you know you're all kind of encompassed. I mean, I very often will, I don't know where I go. I just drift off when I'm drawing 
Yeah. Um, you know, maybe on a part where I don't have to concentrate particularly hard. And I'll, it will almost be like I kind of wake up and I think, blimey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's the most fantastic thing because anything that you're worried about, it just disappears. It, does, it just goes. It just goes. And and creativity, I think, as a whole, you know, and, and, and lockdown was awful. You know, it was really awful and, and, and horrible things happened and we were all, you know, it's affected people in, in a huge way. But also it was brilliant because an awful lot of people got back to doing creative stuff. Yeah. They realised that, do you know what, life is actually worth living and I want to start singing again or I want to start, you know, painting or drawing or, you know, anything like that. And I think a lot of people have got back into being creative. Have you always been creative? Yeah. Yeah. I'm drew, I drew constantly as a child, like constantly. And all through my teens, con- like every single night, just drawing, 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 filling sketchbooks with pictures. And I was remembering actually a while ago, I remembered about this. In my, when I was doing my GCSEs, I spent a lot of time drawing pencil animals, but just, you know, from just from I, just kind of, you know, and I just remember I drew this really big <laughs> picture of a, of a pig, which I don't know why. I mean, I'm not that into pigs, but it was just it was so detailed and I really loved it. And I was really proud of it. And but then I sort of forgot about all that and went off and did sort of I did find art, a fine art degree. But it was we didn't I don't think I drew at all throughout university at all, which is, you know, it was very sort of conceptual fine art and more about what you could write about something rather than actually learning any sort of techniques or yeah traditional ways of doing things which is a big shame I think but yeah yeah but no I've always drawn I remember when I was a child I used to um people used to ask me to draw their pets and then and often they'd draw just horses and um I'd draw them pictures for people and then give it to them at break times <laughs> but yeah yeah <laughs> I had um I mean I drew as a child I loved horses as a child I thought I was a horse as a child. I, I really did I didn't have any knees in my trousers and, <laughs> and I was always on always on my hands and knees and just like setting up jumps in the garden and you know oh, I was doing that yeah yeah making horse noises apparently I was really yeah. good at making horse neighs and everything and yeah, same. I, I thought I could talk to horses <laughs> And, and I just, I absolutely lived and breathed horses. And I, I, I was very lucky. I think, how old was I? Was I, I think I was probably about 10. I got a, I did get a pony, but it was one that was a riding school pony. It was at the Yorkshire Riding Centre. And it, and he was kept there and I could just go up at weekends and book him out on a weekend. And, you know, um, and I could bring him home. We, we had a, a stable at home and one of the farmers let us have a field. And I think about it now and I'm like, oh, my God. So we'd bring this. I'd ride the pony home through all of the plantations. I'd, yeah. out, I'd be planning all the things. I'd meet a friend. We'd have, have our sandwiches in our pockets. No yeah. phone. You know, at 10. Yeah. Probably about 15 miles. Yeah. Ride home. And then he'd stay at home for a week. And I'd just let him out in this field. Yeah. And, um, because he'd been stabled all the time, I, co- I couldn't catch him then. Yeah, <laughs> no chance. <laughs> it's like that um, French and Saunders uh, clip. Oh, I love that episode. Oh that was me. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Oh god, yeah. it's it's amazing when you look back, though, isn't it? Because I remember being about eight or nine and just have because I used to ride this. Um, it was my dad's boss's daughter's like thirty-year-old Welsh mountain pony, and uh, I used to get to ride it on the weekends and look after him and. Um, I just remember going off riding by myself for hours yeah. with this pony, like across the Welsh hills, like going through gates, jumping things. <laughs> oh my God, jumping. Well, trying to jump things. Jumping so, everything. <laughs> we'd point them at something and we'd think, come on, jump it, jump it. Well, yeah. Falling off a lot. <laughs> oh God, yeah, always falling yeah. off. So, I remember going, because we used to live in Pateley Bridge, which is sort of up in the North Yorkshire Moors, and I remember riding on the top and actually getting sucked down into a bog. Gosh. And That's literally, scary. having I, I was up to my feet and he was mm. about, about 14, three, I think he was, you know, at that point he was, and um, having to get off and literally drag him off and yeah. his shoe got sucked off. 
Oh God, yeah. obviously, no phone, no nothing. I had to leave no. it home and then try and get a farrier to come out and put a shoe on. Oh my God, honestly. The things, the things we do. And yeah. now I'm terrified. You know, my 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 children sort of set off in the morning. My children are a bit older. They'll set off in the morning and I'll be like, where are they? And I'm like, my mum didn't see me for hours and hours and hours. She had no idea what I was doing and where I was. <laughs> yeah. But it is different, isn't it? I think maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it does seem different nowadays. Because, yeah, I wouldn't, I would just know where I'd let my daughter go off on a pony. <laughs> no. No chance. No. I won't even let mine, uh, my youngest has just ventured off he's driving now and he went off to Newcastle for to meet his mates who were at university and um he's a bit he's a bit naughty because he never texts me and never and he won't let me have my find my iPhone on his phone either okay so he off, off he trots on a you know Saturday morning and then I don't hear from him again until like Sunday afternoon I'm like where is he what's he doing yeah, apparently just been partying and been in a mosh pit or something and leaping around. <laughs> Probably better. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> well, I'd just be scrolling Instagram and everything else, whatever's there, like traces. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> I know. My daughter, I've got her on find my iPhone now um, because she, uh, well, I went to pick her up in Harrogate a couple of years ago now and um, she wasn't where she said she was going to be. And the friend that she was out with had got her phone and her bag and her drink had been spiked. Oh, gosh. And she'd gone out of the pub that they were in and just wandered off. And uh, I eventually called the police and she was in hospital. She'd fallen over in a flower bed outside McDonald's. And it I mean, it's funny now, but at the time, oh, my God, I was beside myself. Yeah. And, um, and it was during lockdown, so they wouldn't let me in to, to okay. see. Yeah. And I just had an absolute meltdown. And eventually they let me in to go and see how I was just shouting, screaming at them. It was awful, absolutely awful. So now I've said to her, you just have to have. Yeah. You need to know where you are. It's a, I think it's a safety thing though, isn't it? And I think because my husband's got that on his phone. We've got a track. Him. I like to know where he is. We track each other. But um, it's because he works. He works in TV. So he works away a lot. And okay. yeah, and it's just quite nice, you know, because I never know. Well, quite often, you know, if he finishes shoot quite late, it's quite it's quite hard to find out where he is at certain times. So I can be like, okay, no, he's 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 up a mountain in you know Scotland right now, so he's not going to be home for till tomorrow. You know, it's kind of like you can kind of it's much easier. And then, what does he do then? Does he? He's got um, an aerial filming company. He's got a he's got we've got a lot of drones. Yeah. Um, in the workshop attached to the house and um. Yeah, he's uh, so he works, he does adverts and films and documentaries, music videos, lots of BBC, some things for Disney. He's done some big Disney things. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So that actually really, his, it's, it's a really interesting job and he's done so well, bless him. He's done so well with that. But his work obviously really affects my work because his schedule is, he doesn't have a schedule basically so I you know because shoot tv shoots and film shoots they change and they move around a lot and and I never we never know when something's going to start or end or anything so it's sort of on me to look after the children so that has really had an effect on what the what work that I you know I take on and the way I because I don't do art markets anymore and that's one of the reasons because I can never I never know if he's gonna be around on a weekend or or whether I'm going to have a Friday night to prep, prepare things. You know, there's kind of just, there's lots of, yeah. So I just have to make sure that I can manage my work. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I, yeah I, I get that. Sometimes you can end up feeling a little bit sort of um, grumpy about that kind of thing. Yeah. But I, it's just, he's got his work, you've got yours, and you just, I guess you just kind of get on with it, do you? Yeah, we do. And there is there is times, so especially when he's away a lot, that I can be quite, I can get quite grumpy about it. <laughs> but, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he works for himself. You know, it's if it's busy, it's good. It just benefits us all as a family. So I just have to kind of think. And I, it's, I think the thing is, with ch- when you've got children, young, ch- especially young children, it's that thing of... Um, you know, because I could do a lot more. I could do art markets every weekend. I could do big shows. I could do, but I would have to have childcare for all of that. And I can't rely on my husband. Yeah. So it would have to be probably paid childcare 
in some form because our family don't live anywhere they don't live near us mm. so it would have to be paid childcare, and then I wouldn't see them as much so and especially when they're so young I don't want to spend every week because they're at school all week preschool school yeah I don't want to spend the weekends not seeing them either no and do you know and I think that is uh, I was very lucky when my children were younger that I could work from home I mean, obviously I work from home now, but I worked for um, Aviva. Um, I, I was a studio manager and I actually was able to work from home when they were when they were really little, which was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And you and it is a really wonderful time because mine, my youngest is 18. My eldest is 23. And it feels like yesterday when they were little tiny tots. Yeah. And it goes so quickly. Yeah, it does. It does. Actually, it's so nice to be able to, sometimes um, I imagine, and I know I was the same, sometimes it's like, oh, my God, I just want to get away from these children. (laughs) Um, But when you kind of look back on it, you think how blessed I was to be able to spend that time with them, you know, and it it is really nice. And, yeah, you do have to sacrifice stuff and things like that, but – you know, it's 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 what's the priority, isn't it? Yeah, and that's something that I think I'm so grateful that, you know, I I mean, I love doing my artwork. I'm so grateful that I can do it because it does mean that I get to do, you know, I can go to the Christmas carol coffee morning with, you know, at my son's preschool and I can go to my daughter's nativity. I can, you know, this, and I can pick them up and I can drop them off. And, you know, sometimes my husband does that if he's home and I get a bit more time to work, but... I can do that and before um, I did this full-time I was um, teaching full-time and there is no way I would have had time off to do anything with for my you know for my kids if I was still teaching full-time it just wouldn't happen. Did you teach in a preschool or secondary school or? I taught in a um, it was a school it was a special needs school for children from 6 to 19 and I taught I had a class of 14 to 19 year olds so I was around younger ones, but my specialist area was the older children. Um, my teaching qualification is in, it's in, what do you call it, post-16 education. Right. So, yeah, so, yeah, so I was, it was 16 to 19, but I did have some younger, you know, down to 14 in the class. But I was, you know, leaving the house at seven and I wasn't getting home till seven. And when we looked at, when I looked at going back after maternity, um, it just, you know, my daughter would have had to be at at nursery from seven till seven, you know, Monday to Friday. And I was already doing my artwork because I had, you know, I'd done the fine art degree. I had been t- taking art commissions since then, but sort of during the school holidays, just very sort of loosely. So I sort of had that already. You know, I was like, I'm already doing pet portraits for people. That's already going well. I wasn't charging very much, but I knew I could build on it. So I just decided, right, you know, right, okay, well, I won't go back to teaching, but I'll just do what I can with this. And and when we worked out the finances of it, I was going to be, well, I was earning, it, would be, it was, I only needed to make £200 a month to make what I'd be making as a full-time teacher with my child in nursery from seven till seven. So it was just, you know, after I would have paid for all the nursery fees, I would have been left with £200 a month. So it's like, right, well, if I can make £200 a month, then, which I could easily with pet portraits, then I, I'm winning. why would I go back right now it's not it just didn't make sense so that's yes that's what I did yeah it's mad as well it is mad but actually when you can work something out like that it's it's pretty brilliant isn't it because you end up doing stuff that you really love to do yeah exactly and I was more than happy you know whenever she napped I was work I was you know straight away she'd go down for a nap work she'd get down you know she'd go to sleep at night and she was a terrible sleeper and a terrible napper but I still did it and it was still doable so it's yeah, it's worked out well, really. Brilliant. So you're going back to the more mission side of stuff. Yeah, I think so. I do like I do enjoy doing products, and I do still get there's you know a couple of wholesalers that are a bit disappointed, wholesale customers are a bit disappointed this year that I wasn't doing certain things. And but I think what maybe what I'll do is maybe keep it just to just get stock in of certain things just for those wholesale customers and not as a general you know, have a shop open all the time because otherwise I'm just, I spend too much time packing and I'd really like to do more drawing. Yeah, no, definitely. 
definitely. I'm with you on that. I've just taken on my my second full time employee. So it's funny. I've got my my vision board here next to me, and I've got a studio in the garden, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. and my studio was built, and they're in it. Yeah, <laughs> I've got um, well, Lucy doesn't work on a Friday, but Amy's down there. You know, and they do all of the back end stuff, the email marketing, um, does some social media help, all of that kind of stuff. And it's actually it's absolutely wonderful that I've got people who who I can rely on so yeah. that I yeah. can do the stuff that I really want to do, which is the drawing. That's what yeah. I love to do, to do the drawing and I love to do the teaching. And I don't yeah. want to be fiddling around with websites and, you know, no. stock, stock levels. I don't want to be, yeah, I don't want to be doing that. And and actually it's um it's been really really incredible. Yeah. Plus I've been able to employ two local young women. Yeah. Which is That's brilliant. awesome. Uh Amy's fresh out of university. I think this is her first job, first or second job. And so she's a complete blank canvas. She wanted to get into marketing but didn't have the experience. So we've said, right, perfect we can just teach you, <laughs> you know, which is great. And she's got that right kind of um, head on her shoulder. She's a really lovely girl. And Lucy's, um, who's been working with me for two years now, she's amazing. You know, she's blooming. This is list. This is organised. She's so organised. Oh, my. Well, it's what I need because I'm so chaotic. It's unbelievable how chaotic I am. And, of course, I'm writing my book as well. So I need time to be able to yeah. write. You know, which I'm, I have to say, I'm loving, absolutely yeah. loving. It's not a it's not a drawing book. It's a book around how I've gained my confidence and how I've kind of changed stuff around. But what I hadn't realised was that when I'm writing it, I'm going back into my childhood. Yeah. So I'm talking about my ponies. I'm talking about when I used to do elocution at school. Yeah. <laughs> and had to go and put into these you know you're like right you've been put into the Wharfdale Festival or the Harrogate Festival you're going to have to go and you know say a poem on the stage when you're like seven <gasps> but I'm kind of oh, thinking about all of these things that you know really knocks my confidence yeah actually gave me strategies to be able to cope with certain yeah. situations and so it's been it's been really nice kind of it's almost like my memoirs it's been really nice writing it it's lovely though isn't it and also you can see the you can see the progression of what you're doing in terms of you know you you've got your artwork and your portraits and the teaching and the academy and then you know and then you've done you did your first book didn't you with the color pencil and then like the next level this is like the you know going in depth to you know what's made you who you are and yeah yeah, confidence building which is what everyone needs as well to talk about (laughs) and you know it's fascinating how much you know you know when because I've got I've got um, a fabulous coach who's helping me with the book she's an author and she's like right you need 10 chapters and in each chapter you need about six and a half thousand seven thousand words and I'm like I have I don't have that amount of words in my head but of course when you start writing (laughs) and when you start kind of thinking about stuff I'm like oh my god I could write 10 books (laughs) because you know it all it's in your head it's just experiences and you know what you've taken on board over the years so it's there definitely it's um no I'm very I'm really I've never done anything like this and I'm really enjoying doing it really enjoying doing it yeah again it's quite mind quite a mindful exercise just sitting and you know typing away but um cool so commissions next for you and yeah a bit more I'd love to enter competitions I'd like to do some competitions I think that would kind of give me a focus as well a bit more like you know this you know this is happening I need to be in by this deadline and that kind of gives you even if it's sort of three a year or something that's like well three of my own pieces a year (laughs) you know and the rest can be commissions but yeah and but as far as products go I think maybe just you know maybe towards Christmas calendars and a few things like that, but not as a general all year round thing. Yeah, I think that's probably, I think, because, you know, you could push it, you could, you know, I could be contacting all the farm shops, having lots of wholesale clients, could be hiring staff. And I can, I can see how that would go. And I've had a lot of people contact me from America saying they'd like to, you know, have my, my um, products on wholesale over there, (laughs) but it's just, 
it just requires taking everything so much bigger and having so much more going on. And I think at the moment with, you know, the kids being so little and I just want to keep things quite simple, but also I want to make it better, but simpler. Yes. So high, much higher quality, but simpler. Yeah. So like really focused. Yeah. Simple is always, always good. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if, you know, if you did eventually want to kind of grow your business, growing it in a way where it's not, you know, sometimes when you go, all right, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And it's like scrabbling around, getting this ready, getting that ready, actually having a really great process, almost like a a machine that just works. And if that's planned in to growth, that's always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just looking at stages, isn't it? So like, you know, keeping things really simple now, but maybe when the children are a bit older. Yeah. Then it's okay. Well, now that's the time to kind of push yeah. things a bit more. But I think I've, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of how things have gone the past few years because I've done, I've done best than I thought, you know, if I could look back on, you know, seven years ago when I was just doing pet portraits for 60 pounds here and there and handing them to people in like brown, little brown envelopes, then, you know, to where I am now where I'm I am you know earning what I would be as a part-time teacher yeah. a bit more and it's just that's what I need now that's it that's all I need to do and I'm really proud of you know I would you know I, I would you know seven years ago I would have been thinking wow if I could get to that point I'd be so happy and that is where I am I just need to refine things now I think but and I think looking back as well and thinking the where I am now was my dream yeah and that's yeah. really amazing and I've got time quality time to spend with my children yeah I'm doing yeah. something that I love and that that is like you know you can't get much better than that can you really no yeah I had a friend um I think it was a couple of years ago and I'd I'd had a quite a difficult client and most of my clients have been fantastic but I'd had um quite a difficult client who wanted you know was saying oh I want this you know lots of changes when you, you know but this is colored pencil <laughs> can't do all these changes and we can't keep making you know know. anyway and I you know I'd had a bit of a moan to her about this this customer and um and and my friend turned around and said yeah it's all really tough but you get to draw things and people pay you and I said I was like yeah I know yeah I know come but when you think about you know so many people hate their jobs I, um, I I know I know my friend who just hates her job and I just think yeah you're right actually yeah it's one bad customer it's one bad you know it's... yeah and actually the, those customers teach us something they teach us to set boundaries oh right yeah and so, I had none at the start <laughs> you know and you take a customer on and you go right okay these are my terms I don't make changes I've I've, I've done that um with a couple of pieces I've just done I need to tell you I don't make changes once they're done, they're done. Um, you know, we agree a composition, that's it. And yeah. it's not being me being arsy or, you know, anything like that. It's that because if you start tinkering, if you've got an oil painting, you can just yeah, you know, over the top of it. But if you start tinkering with a finished colour pencil piece, you're gonna ruin it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I think all always I see the difficult people in life as being there to teach me a lesson that I need to learn. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries. And if they keep coming back, it's because I haven't learned the lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the boundaries are so important. And but also just the you not feeling bad for having boundaries. That's something you need to that I've need to learn a lot. Well, that's yeah, I've struggled with that majorly. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just it's confidence, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And being able to say no. Yeah, that's not right. Or or actually stick up for yourself. Yeah. 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 I mean, turning down turning down customers with terrible photos, that's quite hard to do. I find it much easier now. But Mm. um, at the start, that was really hard. Yes. I drew some awful pictures based on awful photos. <laughs> and they've done very well, but you were like, oh. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they work out quite nicely. And sometimes I quite like a relatively poor photo because I don't have to concentrate on the details. But That's sometimes true. they are so poor that it's just like you can't you can't make out the art, you can't make out anything. It's just a blob in a field somewhere. 
It takes so much longer because you're then researching dogs that look similar or whatever. Oh, God, hours and hours and hours on Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go out and photograph a dog that's a similar one. Oh, dear. I don't know. I don't know. Well, do you know, I've loved chatting to you. It's been really, really nice uh, learning a little bit more about you and your business and, um, you know, a little bit about your life and everything as well. And I hope you do get your fill your pony shaped hole with with something (laughs) next year (laughs) if he's away just go out and get one I know I know it's kind of he does keep keep saying he keeps saying that he keeps saying I'm going to come home we'll just be one you'll have one and I'm like yeah well kind of that's what happened with the chickens (laughs) (laughs) just just arrived (laughs) kept saying no kept saying no so I just went and got two and then then he was saying oh well that's they didn't give us many eggs let's get some more and yeah let's get more I don't know. Oh, well, it's been really lovely chatting to you. We'll have to do it again. Um, Really, really nice chatting to you. I always think, you know, when I chat to people, you think, oh, God, I wish I lived around the corner and then we could go and have a come and meet your chickens and have a cup of tea. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, love to talk to you too. Yes. And I wish you all the best in in kind of shifting over a little bit to the, the commission side of stuff you know, which I'm sure will be absolutely fantastic. But thank you ever so much for taking the time to to chat to me. We'll hopefully speak again soon. Yes, definitely. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks, Rebecca. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community, and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.